In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm well, I'm well. It's sad to hear you not having on the end of that person. Yeah, no JLB uh, for this episode. He... Still thinks that, you know, getting an education and studying for tests and stuff is important, so. I don't remember ever studying that much. I certainly don't, but there's a reason I failed. Anyways. I just um, never challenged myself. I don't know. Anyway, moving forward. But uh, just a reminder to everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnisco Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network. You can find out more information about them at tatnisco.com. If you are new to this show, the premise is simple. We're going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of pro wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance most of the time, so it's entirely off the cuff. Um, This week's going to be a little different. We're going to um, kind of expand on what we did last week, where we uh, did our consensus picks for the top 20 women's wrestlers in North America. This week, we're going to do the top 30 men. Um, because there's more of them. Because there are more. Seriously, by, by percentages, we're actually ranking less. Yeah, there are more of them. And the simple fact is, like we said last week, this is not going to be the definitive uh, because we don't even watch all of the wrestling in North America. Um, I would venture to guess that the top five are going to be pretty definitive. Like, I, I would venture to guess that they match up pretty closely with the PWI and, and stuff like that. Quite, most quite of the fun. list. Um, the, the, the big thing is, like, we don't get to watch Ring of Honor as much as either of us would probably like, just because of when it's on and so on and so forth. We don't really watch MLW, even though um, it's now going to be on um, Vice TV. So might be a little easier to watch, right? So the main ones that we're talking going to be talking is WWE, AEW, maybe some from Impact if they make it to the list. Those are going to be the main ones. I'm sure there's going to be someone out there listening that thinks, oh, I can't believe you didn't put blah, blah on the list. Uh, So to that, I say tweet at us. You can tweet at DA Vincent K. Fabe. Um, or you can tweet at me, I guess, at Raw and Order WB. <laughs> Let or us you know. can tweet at, tweet at JLB for not being here to tell us about what happened on ROH. Yeah. That he hates, never watches. Exactly. He needs to tell us what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to go through that. We're going to go back and forth picking from 1 to 30. And then just like last week, we are then going to make a consensus based on both of us will make arguments for for our side to get the kind of consensus. I do also have the PWI uh, 500, the top 30. Actually, I have 31 because um, it was just easier to copy that way. Uh, of the North American men from the PWI 500. So we can kind of compare that, although keeping in mind that the PWI 500 came out, I believe, back in December. 
So it's like five months out of date. There are some people on here who might rank higher or lower based on their performance this year. Absolutely. Um, but we will go ahead and get rolling into it. DA Fabe, who do you have for numero uno? Um, I I think so again, I'm I'm glad we do it in this order because then we can put together the definitive list later. Um I, but I I would be astonished if I didn't have a consensus here with you. Off the bat, Kenny Omega. I um, am going to be 100% there. Kenny Omega. He is, and he would have been on my list last year and and the year before. And he would have been lower on PWI and everything back in December. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he did not, did not make it into the top 10. Really? Yep. That's astonishing. Um, yeah, I, I just think that that's an, an obvious move right there. So, so I'm going to go um, ahead and even put that into consensus right now because <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we're, we're not both going to rate him number one and then get to consensus and be like, nah, someone else. <laughs> nah, it's totally biggie. Yeah. <laughs> so All moving right. on to numero dos. Um, this one's a little harder for me, um, but it's hard to ignore the um influence this person has had recently over the last year um and really how entertaining he's been whether it was a short match with with uh um people he kind of had to squash whether it was a feud with randy orton um i i I, for me i think wwe's strongest wrestler right now uh barring maybe his current feud uh i i would say is drew mcintyre I don't entirely disagree. I don't. It's tough to. It's tough with Moxley and and stuff in mm-hmm. that play. I get it. So I mean, Moxley's going to be a top ten for me. So don't don't feel bad if you put him here. I feel like that's where you're headed, but it doesn't mean that is where you're headed. That that actually is where I'm headed. I I probably would put Mox there at number okay. two, but I see where you are with Drew. I mean, he did have a year long run at the top of the company. Uh and and he has been putting on the toughest thing with with Drew McIntyre. The toughest thing with everyone, actually, this is worth at least discussing right now. The toughest thing with making a list right now is it's really hard to judge fans' reaction to a lot of these people yeah. because for the most part, there have not been fans yeah. in attendance. You know, um, and we're gonna start seeing that soon. Um, but you know, it's hard to know. You know, I was very entertained by Drew McIntyre's run. Um, but we don't know how the fan reaction. They, sure, the sure. fans as a whole might have been still don't. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, but I just think overall, especially be- with his feud with Mox with Omega Moxley, um, to me is up there. But we'll debate more later. Moving on to number three. Um, so I actually had Keith Lee slotted slotted here prior to him being down for the time that he's been down. Uh, I, I I probably rule Keith Lee a little farther down the list because he hasn't been on television very much recently, um, and because I have to rule him down the list. Um, yes, I like Lashley a lot. Um, the, but Lashley comes down to this is what you've done for me lately. That's why I want to see you. Um, and I think you have to consider some recent stuff before you overinvest in Lashley right now. So, uh, or, or some some more aged stuff, I guess. Um, 
because of that, it's not going to be Keith Lee or Lashley, who are still both in my top ten. So don't don't think I'm going to dog on them by any means. I'm actually going to go the heel route, and I'm going to go with one of the best heels in the game, who just recently changed entertainment altogether uh, in in AEW, and I'm going to go MJF here. Interesting. I don't know if I would put MJF quite as high. Um, I mean, he definitely has has changed. I think he just brings so much with his heel work. Mm-hmm. Um. I also note I would have had Adam Cole in here if he'd even been within sniffing shot of the NXT championship, but he hasn't sniffed that since Adam since uh Finn Balor took it off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that's that's kind of the thing that, that holds him back a bit. I agree there. Um for for me at number three, I'm I'm not ready to put MJF up there just yet. Um his heel work. To, to me, what holds MJF back on this list actually is, frankly, in-ring performance. Not saying he's bad, just saying that from an actual in-ring skill, not counting Mike's skill, but in-ring skill, he's he's a step behind some of the others. Yeah, and I don't blame you um, for that. And so, but we've um, always known I was a little bit more of a mark for the uh-huh. for the mic work than I was the in-ring work, and you were more of a mark for the in-ring work. So. Um, for me, not like we're significantly either direction. Like it's not like all I care about is mic work or I'd love Cena. Yeah. For me, um, and this probably isn't going to surprise you, but I am going to say it's a, it's a huge improvement over his PWI, uh, entry. I'm putting Finn Balor here. And, and the biggest reason is if, if we were making this list back in December, he might not have been on, or at least not this high. He would have been fairly low. Not saying he's not a great wrestler and everything. It's just his work up till that point had been mostly support role, right? Uh, in that ex- but his run at the top, the series of matches that he had, including those two absolute bangers against Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, and then this recent one against uh, Karrion Cross. Um, everything. The in-ring work for Balor and his his character work has been been lights out really. So that's why I put him. Fair enough. At number three, Finn Balor. Yeah, number three for me. Uh number four for you. Number four for me. Um I'm probably I'm probably Mox now. I don't have him like super low. I just don't have him number two. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes from storyline. I get it. I get it. Um you know it's always tough sometimes to put Moxley up there. I mean, I know I put him number two, but I get it. He, in terms of a wrestling story, uh, he, he's not the most gifted in-ring tactician. He's a brawler. He's a, he's a deathmatch guy, but he has been on some phenomenal matches. So I get it here. That's, that's, that's totally under another. Um, this is probably where I put Drew McIntyre. Interesting. Um, you know, his, his run has been good. Like I say, I, and I, I think his in-ring work has been phenomenal. His run has been good. The only thing that held me back from number two was again, that, that uncertainty as to where exactly he lands in the fan appreciation. And unfortunately, until we get back to full arenas, we won't ever really, really know. So. Yeah. Um, I think for the most part, most, I mean, I, I really don't think people, including ourselves and, and I'm more of a WWE mark than I am an AEW mark. I say that after I put in MJF as the third best wrestler in North America. Um, 
but I'm I'm more of a WWE mark. I I really I don't think I think there's a resistance to Vince so much so that we would other podcasters and uh, uh, wrestling influencers, so to say. I don't know if we can consider ourselves influencers, but we're going to say we are um, wrestling influencers, so to say. Uh, most of them are pretty high on on Drew McIntyre, so. I don't think we're going to have suddenly the fans don't like Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't feel like that's going to be the case when so good move. Uh, number five. Um, I think Cross is better than <laughs> you told me I would, and you were right. A year ago, you told me you're going to love this dude, and I do. He's so good. His his in-ring work is phenomenal. His mic work is phenomenal. He's got a great character, a great look. He's got everything. So, um, you know, this is going to be another place I think I think we'll agree here. The only thing that probably holds him off from being higher than Balor is the injury that kept him out for a while. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, here's the deal. Barring injuries right now. I think Keith Lee and Karrion Cross are both in the top four. I think the only dispute is whether or not it's Moxley uh, at number two or or uh, or uh, just talked about him, Drew McIntyre. Like both of us dig Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. So, so um, moving on to number six. Number six. Um, there is zero ignoring, regardless of the injuries. Regardless of the fact that he wasn't on WrestleMania week, regardless of, of the of all of Vince not seeing it, there is zero ability to ignore how limitless Keith Lee is. So I'm going to get him out of the way so he's on this list. Oh, that's good. I and mind you, I wanted to make Adam Cole Bebe first, and I haven't mentioned him until now. <laughs> I just, I think four, three years or two years ago, Adam Cole Bebe makes a reasonable argument for the best wrestler in the world. I, right now, uh, he doesn't. I will tell you that on PWI uh, 500, he was number two. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Was he number two behind somebody from Japan? Um, well, actually, they don't really they don't like American. Uh, no, he was number two behind somebody American. Not really? I was going to say, I had to check to make sure he was number two on my list of North American ones. Uh, so I had to check the official one to make sure that there wasn't someone. But number one, we've uh, we've both already named was Moxley. Oh, okay. So for them, Adam Cole was number two. Uh, and that was that was in December when he didn't have the strap. But he ha- hadn't lost it a long time. And of course, PWI no. takes into consideration year. So yeah. Um, this is going to be a place where. Where I kind of uh, differ a bit. I think this is where, even though he hasn't been uh, active in the main event, well, he was in the main, but in the um, championship thing, this is where I would put Adam. So you would put Adam Cole over Keith Lee? Yes, right now. Sadly, I I would not be surprised if we swap here, uh, if you said Keith Lee next and, and I said Adam Cole next, because I am going to say Adam Cole at this juncture. Adam Cole Bebe is that entertaining. Um, the tough thing with Keith Lee is, like you say, it's it's hard to to rank him because not only has he had injuries, but ever since he got called up to the main roster, he's been the victim yeah, of... Shit on him. 
of the Vince McMahon card. And so it's really hard to put him too much too high. Um, and, you know, I'm ki- kind of sitting here looking at, in addition to being one of the better wrestlers, you know, you and I both would say mic work is important. You put MJF up partially because of that. Um, there's another person who recently has been doing phenomenal mic, mic work um, and in a direct relationship to MJ, and that's Jericho. Really? I don't think I was going to put him on the list. No, we will battle it I, out in a bit. I just left him off the list. <laughs> well, by doing that, you might have just made the list. <laughs> All right. Um, I just think, especially in his in the run with his feud with MJF, to getting MJF to join Inner Circle, to the recent turn by MJF and all of that stuff, what he has brought to the table in professional wrestling outweighs uh, necessarily his in-ring capabilities right now. Because I'll be the first to admit, and I think he'll even be the first to admit, that his in-ring skills, performance, so say not skills, but in-ring He's performance, lost a step, obviously. He's 50. Is, is down. He's 50, you know? He's had to change his style a bit to be a lot more of a brawler and less of a... Uh, high flyer and technician, right? But outside of that, he he is part of the reason MJF is as elevated as high as he has because of the feud with Chris Jericho. He also, yeah. quite frankly, is part of the reason that uh, Orange Cassidy has, has blossomed because he had a feud with Chris Jericho for a while and Chris Jericho was, uh, allowed him to show off what he could do. So, <coughs> Speaking of blossoming... I'd like to talk about a little guy named Darby. I was debating on how hard, high to put Darby. I didn't know if I was going to go uh, top 10 with Darby. Um, just spoiler, he did not make the top 30 for... Uh, his stuff's all been after the new year, though. Like, his uh, really big put. Not not all. I shouldn't say all. Um, We're in the midst of his push. He was uh, 55 overall amongst the world on the PW, but that includes a bunch of New Japan wrestlers. So probably overall, he's mid 40s overall. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know if I'm ready to put him there. Okay. Um, there's a, there's a few people that I think uh, overall would be higher. Um, decide where to put who. Ooh. I think. I think this is going to be where I choose someone who didn't make it onto um, the top 30 for PWR, um, which you did as well. So that's kind of a good place. Um, but I think this is where I put one third of Death Triangle, Ray Phoenix. I like that. Um, I, and I'm again, I didn't put Penta there, though. I, I think I've said before on the podcast, I'm a pretty firm believer that. In terms of athletic ability, I think Phoenix is the more talented of the Lucha Brothers. Penta's got the character work. No argument there. But... <sighs> Making me sound like a mark for good good character play. There's oh, wait, wrong... I am. There's nothing wrong with being a mark for good character play. Um, but the things that Ray Phoenix can do sometimes are a little bit crazy. So, All right. Moving on to number nine. Finn Balor. Good enough spot. I mean... Yeah, it'd be better if it was six spots higher. <laughs> uh, um, I think this is a good spot for Keith. Okay, that's fair. Number nine for me, Keith Lee. Moving on to number 10. Number 10. I'm rounding this out with 
large men or a large man who has had a significant impact in the past and in the present. The struggle I have is which one of the two large men that I have in mind am I going to go with? They both perform an exceptional spear with a roll through. They both perform very well um, on 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 the mic. Um, and unfortunately, I think I have to degrade one because he's part of a faction. So I'm sorry, Bobby Lashley, but you're probably not going to be in the top ten. Um, and I have to say, I I got to give this to Moose. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, you know, the interesting thing when doing this, um, you know, I I have the um, benefit of being able to see the PWI 500, um, which yeah. you, you could bring it up. I mean, nothing's stopping you, but I have it open. Right well, battery life on my phone and not having my computer set up yet in the new house. So. Yeah. And so so for me, it's interesting to see uh, where some people land that didn't even make it on certain levels of... Uh, of the PWI 500, but I'm trying to look to see if Moose even made it. I'm sure he made it. It's got to be the 500. Just trying to figure out where he made it. And this is where you are going to be very angry. Moose isn't in the top 500 in the um, world. He, he might, I'm, I'm only to about 250 right now, but I'm pointing out I'm at 250. And I Why? I'm not that far off on this guy. His character work is exceptional. His mic work for his voice not not being um, a fast-paced, fast-talking guy. Um, and his ring work is... is I understand that most people like the Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, fast-paced stuff right now. Um, you have to have room for, guy, for big dudes who can run a 10-minute match that's good. You have to have room for that. Otherwise, there's no reason to really enjoy the small guy. You can't enjoy the small guy if all he is is just a really fast-faced, flip-de-doo guy. I'm scrolling back up to make sure I didn't miss him somewhere because I did not see him on the 500. But I don't want to say for certain he wasn't because there's every chance when scrolling through it. I'm... Now, I will also point out um, the PWI 500 is not um, gender-specific. So it does mix the overall 500 does mix men and women. Oh, well, um, if we're, I mean, if we're going to make our gender specific or non-gender specific, um, I'd like to go ahead and put. Oh, oh, Banks. oh, there I did miss him. He was 148 overall. It's still way too low. Uh, way too but low. I, I will point out that um, uh, Kylie Ray ranked above him. So I love Kylie Ray. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I will point out that Marty Skrull was above above him. He was actually in my consideration, but the ROH thing does hurt him. Mm-hmm. Murphy's above him. Oof. That's tough for me. I like Murphy. And- I like Murphy. Yeah, I just. Um, for me at number ten, you know, I think <sighs> this might be controversial. Uh, but I think this is a good place for Cody. His That's controversial. His his in ring work might not be up to the level that some of my previous choices have been, but his overall dedication to the craft, his dedication to putting over up and coming talent and making them look like rock stars. Oh, I would say Cody's. There are two men who are the most influential wrestlers in the world right now, and I have to see. I have to. 
um, posit that with wrestlers in the world because obviously the two most influential men in the world right now or people in the world right now are Vince and Tony Khan. Like, there's just, it's undeniable that those are the two most influential people. But the two most influential wrestlers in the world, I think, are hands down Cody and Triple H. So, probably followed by our number one pick. Mm-hmm. For me, Cody at number 10. Moving on to number 11. Uh, I'm not going to put Triple H in at number 11, just so you know. Or in the top 50. <laughs> um,. I, I literally just talked about Bobby Lashley, and I feel like it's a, a good time to to mention Bobby Lashley. Again, this is right now. This isn't four or five months ago. This isn't uh, this isn't uh, four or five weeks from now. This is right now, two weeks after WrestleMania. Um, Bobby Lashley just beat Drew McIntyre, retained the title uh, by making him pass out uh, in front of fans. Um, that's a pretty undeniable uh, impact in in professional wrestling. Um, I am not going to argue with you. He's he's really entertaining. He's entertaining. Right we we've talked for years about how Bobby Lashley could be a top guy in WWE, and he just needed to give give given that shot, and he's finally given that shot, and he's killing it. And his and even outside of the in the ring stuff, his character work is killing it. The whole kind of chicken shit heel sort of character that he's got, where he's He's a badass. He knows he's a badass, but he just would rather not have to fight some of the badasses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but if if called to nut up, he he does it. So I put Lashley here too. So Perfect. We, we are Perfect. there. Um, we both have Adam Cole Bebe on already. Both, both have, have Finn Balor on already. Mm-hmm. I think this is the point where we finally go off WWE NXT. Um, WWE, NXT, and uh, uh, AEW um, slash Impact. Because right now, I'm because of the storyline right now, again, I'm putting the Impact in with AEW mentally. Um, and so I'm going to go with Marty Skrull. And uh, this is under a full understanding that Mar- Marty Skrull will probably be in the 20s and should probably be in the 20s. I mean, I- I'm I'm fully aware Cody's better than him. I just please fans don't think that I'm actually putting Marty Skrull at twelve. I also think it'd be foolish of us to forget him. Yeah, it, it's tough for me, Marty, because of the events in the world that have come to light of him. It's tough for me to put him high on a list. He is phenomenally talented. Um, yeah, I get it. He's a tool. But yeah, it's like uh, so. I, I don't know where he's going to land on my list. If he even makes it to the top 30, it's going to be a tough one for me there. Um, however, I do agree with you that it's time to uh, look outside of the AEW WWE bubble. Okay. This this is a, a really good time to bring out someone who in North America has been killing it, but not in, in those two or three air quotes majors. And, um, I know you don't have a whole lot of uh, familiarity with Roosh, but but he's the current Ring of Honor champion and just killing the game. So that's why. Cool. That's fair. So we both went to ROH there. Just mm-hmm. I went with showmanship and apparently douchebaggery, <laughs> and you went with in the ring performance. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um. Now I'm going to head back to WWE because they are so talent-loaded. 
Um, they are they are the most talented roster. They are the worst written roster. Um, that's Vince's fault. Side note: Vince showed up late, which how how a guy who's one of his pet peeves are you're sneezed, you sneezed, is a thing, and yet it's okay for him to show up late to something he's about to flip upside down. I'm if this was a WBU right now. Hmm, sorry, that was to do with Monday. Um, but I. It would be foolish to not have Roman Reigns in here, and I think 13 is a good spot for Roman Reigns. I, th- I think 13's a pretty good spot. Uh, Mind you, a year ago, Roman Reigns on this show, on on for this organization, uh, Raw and Order, um, does not make the top 30. Well, we probably give him credit in the 20s. Yeah, I I think he would have made the top 30, but he he would have been relo until he developed until he had the heel turn. Um, I think 13 probably will be where he ends up at. Um, however, I, I'm not going to put him there in this, uh, in my okay. list. Um, if only because I'm going to continue the talking about other promotions uh, for one more and point out that Nick Aldis has been champion and end up two years. Uh, and I love Nick Aldis and I wanted to put him on here. I just don't know. I have no faith in NWA right now, barring Nick Aldis. <laughs> and that's the, it, it's tough. I, I couldn't justify putting him any higher. Uh, putting him right here just seemed like about the best. Uh, I'm going to do a spoiler and say I'm probably going to put Roman at 14. So <laughs> in, in the final final uh, ranking, it'll be pretty easy for us uh, to argue for Roman 13 overall. It, um, I'm not ready to do Nick Aldis. Um I'm, I'm, I am zero percent familiar with uh, Major League Wrestling. Um, had I seen more of Roush, I'd probably put him higher, um, like on my list. But I, I've literally seen zero of his matches, so I have to actually own the fact that I don't watch ROH, mostly because it's on at midnight here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am going to. Oh, we mentioned Adam Cole earlier. Um, there have been some major benefactors of Adam Cole's abilities. Uh, the least, not the least of which is one Kyle O'Reilly, um, who, again, a year ago, we did not think would be the the uh, the primary factor in the dissolution of, of the um, Undisputed Era. But... Kyler O'Reilly has had fire matches thus far this year, and um, I'm going to say Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. I'm going to be true to my words and put Roman at number 14 for me. So. <laughs> okay. 15. Um, let's just finish out the Shield. The Shield is by far, by leaps and bounds, the most influential uh, uh, faction since Evolution and maybe since DX. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put Seth Rollins in. Um, you know, I've been debating on where to put Rollins for most of this. I'm going to point out that Rollins was number six on PWI. And so uh, us putting him 15 is a considerable drop. I think the Monday Night Messiah gimmick hurt him. Oh, significantly. I think I probably would have put him higher if he'd uh, been the architect. If he'd have even been just babyface Rollins. 
Um, even though his baby face is not as good as his architect gimmick. Yeah, architect scheming heel gimmick. Uh, Which is what he was bef- like at the start of the heel turn for Monday Night Messiah. He was the architect when he had AOP with him. That's that's the character he actually played. He might have started calling himself the Monday Night Messiah already, but that's who he played. And then he started elevating himself. Um, and WWE thinks that arrogance arrogance equals heel, and it doesn't always have to be that way. Heel can equal heel, and that's what the architect is. I'm not good enough, so I'm that good. Well, yeah, I mean, scheming scheming is a great heel character. Yes, and. To be the one who's like, I'm I'm not going to beat Brock Lesnar with In a fist just, fight. Yeah, with, with my fists. I'm gonna beat him with my mind. I'm gonna yes. beat him by outsmarting him. Yeah. Um and the Monday Night Messiah gimmick hurt that because it wasn't set up like no. but so I think we both put Rollins at fifteen. Um we will move on to number sixteen. Um So now we're in these high mid-card roles. Uh, just like it's tough for you not to start reverting to to AEW a lot because you are such a market, it's really tough for me not to do that with uh, NXT. I'm not gonna here, though I want to. Um, I'm gonna try and stay with AEW. I, I cannot subscribe to your Jericho. I don't know why, but I can't bring Jericho into this. Um, I think now's the time that I put Cody in. Um, oddly enough, this is going to be where I bring MJF in. Oh, interesting. I mean, it it, it makes a lot of sense, uh, for him to be about this area to me. I know you had him at number three. This is about where I see him because he hasn't quite elevated to the main event picture just yet but he's done a lot and uh, again i do have to give credit for his mic work and his character work um i just like i said his his in-ring ability brought him down okay number 17 17 scorpio sky i'm gonna point out scorpio sky did not make the top 30 for pwi events dude his match with jericho about a year ago just skyrocketed him and I know that's going to be your argument for why Jericho should be higher higher later, but it skyrocketed him. And then his work in number one contenderships and stuff like that. I, I, Scorpio Sky, if if this was the early two thousands, late nineties, when they actually moved titles on a regular basis, like they like they should now, and they don't. Um, Scorpio Sky's Scorpio Sky has a title on it, but no, we have to establish credibility by keeping it on somebody for nine years. No, I, I'm not saying Scorpio Sky doesn't deserve to be on this list. I I don't have him up to to 17 yet. Um, but he he will be in my top 30. I would bet. I I say I would bet because I don't have a list made up yet. Um, no, and it very well we might get to number 30, and I realize that oh geez, because there's going to be some people that we leave off that we don't want to leave off. Um, oh yeah. But to me, Scorpio Sky, as as talented as he is, he doesn't make it to 17. Um, I am staying on AEW right now because, like I said, Mark. Uh, but this is where I put Pac. And I was actually about to say Pac. Um, but the things that popped in my head were, okay, that means I'm putting Pac above Kushida, uh, who I think is better than Pac. Not by a lot, but better. Cesaro, 
who I think is more underrated than Pac, maybe not better. Shinsuke, who I think is better than Pac, um, and AJ Styles, and that's just rolling some WWE names into that. Um, so, so here, here is my counter argument. Um, if you, if we're talking, uh, this is going to appeal to your character work side. If we're talking purely in ring capabilities, Kushida is probably more talented. If we're talking yeah. purely in ring capabilities, um, Cesaro probably Cesaro is, is b- probably better than Pac. at least as good, if not or as good. Uh, where to me, Pac wins is his character work on top of his. Um, I'll also point out this last week we talked about it on WBU a bit. Uh, five star match was Death Triangle versus Young Buck. Whether it deserved to be five bucks is immaterial to the argument. Um, I'm going to point out I have the two members of Death Triangle that were in that match on this list, and I have not touched the Young Bucks because I don't think it's a five star match because of the Young Bucks. I think it was a five star match because of Pack and Feet. Okay. And that's a strong statement. By the way, because this is an individual wrestler's thing, mm-hmm. I highly doubt that the Young Bucks meet. I don't think I'm going to have either of the Young Bucks on my top 30. Yes. Um, it would, if I, if mean, I did, we could easily do be... a, if we did a top tag teams in North America at some point, there's not a doubt in my mind they'd be number one. But for, for their impact on the game, yeah, they, they almost have to be. But yep. If I were to put either of them on the list, Nick would maybe, maybe eke in at the bottom. But, uh, but I think, I think, truth be told, I think Matt Hardy is better than the Young Bucks on an individual level. I think the Young Bucks don't exist if it wasn't for Matt Hardy. Is a pretty easy statement to say. <laughs> yeah, way to go back. All right, but number eighteen. Number eighteen. Um. You know, uh, again, somebody that in the last four years we would have probably called the best wrestler in the world. Um, he is the face that runs the place. He's also 44, 45. Uh, he's on his downhill slide. I think he's got maybe one more uh, WWE title or universal title run in him. I'd love to see him take it off of Roman. That's a good guy to have it with, especially with Omas in his corner to uh, neutralize um, the rest of the family, um, but I think AJ Styles, and I think that that could give you a three month feud. Pull the title off of Roman for a month and a half, have Roman be the heel overcomer, but still an overcomer. So I, I'm going to say AJ Styles at 18. AJ's been one of those ones that I've been trying to figure out where I'm going to put one way or another. It's um, tough because so much of that does carry from he has been in his lifetime the best wrestler in the world. Um, and he's obviously not right now. You know, I'll eight, 18's a good spot for him. I'll put AJ there. All right. Well, out of courtesy to what I said about Pac earlier, I'm going to put Shinsuke at 19. <laughs> Shinsuke, the guy who ruined AJ Styles' run as the best wrestler in the world from Dick Kick City being their storyline. <laughs> that was the worst four-month series of, of punching each other in the nuts. It was the worst because I just sat at home yelling at my computer screen or my TV every time I watched it. When are you going to learn to put a cup in? Right? <laughs> Someone kicks me in the nuts once, that's on them. They kick me in the nuts twice and I don't have a cup on, that's on me. Right? Uh, it's it made, funny because it's true. 
So it's like, AJ, are, are you really that stupid? Oh, he's kicked me in the nuts on their past four matches. I'm going to go into a no disqualification match against him without a cup. <laughs> no way he uh, kicks me in the nuts again. He's not going to do that. He's too good for that. What? <laughs> um, and I think Shinsuke's character work does match up with Pax very well. Mostly because the whole no-speak-English thing was so good. It's just not being written for him right now. I'm. This would be a good spot for Knock, and I'm debating on it. But I think, I think I'm going to throw a cur- curveball here, and I'm going to point out uh, one of the hottest free agents uh, on the market right here, and that's Andrade. Oh, <laughs> Uh, I was like, Tessa Blanchard's not a guy. You yeah. said we were doing the guys. Andrade, free agent. Uh, the, uh, unfortunately, there's there's you know six or seven free agents right now that you could make an argument for a couple of them to be uh, Samoa Joe. I don't know if I put him in top thirty just because of his cur- current situation with injuries right now, but but you could make an argument. But Andrade, the the only reason he's not top 10 caliber material is the way he was. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and wherever he ends up, uh, I, I have a feeling he's going to be an absolute. Moving on to number 20. Number 20. Um, I, I, I got to go back to AEW and put pocket. I mean, he was standing out to me. I just thought, ah, there's a couple other guys I want to throw in first. Um, this would be, and I would agree with you, this would be interchangeable with me for... Um, for Cesaro, um, but I'm gonna put Pac there. I think you mentioned who I'm gonna put there. That's Cesaro. I'm excited that it appears like they're going to at least give him a singles push for a short period of time. I don't think he's gonna be the one who takes the belt off. No, no, I think that's going to Big E. I'd love it'll be Big E or Seth. Yeah. I'd love for it to be AJ, but I think that's a good. I think AJ'd be a good transition to Big E, actually. But they're going to, I yeah. I mean, obviously they're going to continue the few Rollins for a bit or Cesaro. Yeah. But it's still going to be nice to see him get at least some of the recognition. Number twenty-one. Um. Uh, yeah, I had Cesaro here. For me, I'm gonna say right now this is where I put Adam Page uh, with a bullet. Oh. I I want to put him higher, but he's one of those that while they booked him strong and booked him to win a lot, he's still in this kind of weird mid-card tweener level. Yeah, I, I think a year ago he's top 10. Yeah. He's actually been hurt by AEW's booking, which I think makes it, makes his overcomer story stronger later on. But yeah, I, I I didn't even think about the fact that he's been hurt by their booking, but he has. Well, that's the deal. I mean, they're obviously building up. If you watched AEW this week or if you watched Being the Elite, they actually played into it where they they tried to interview him about uh, his former best friends, the Young Bucks, their recent heel turn uh, to join up with uh, Omega and all this stuff. It's obvious that that's the the way they're going to be going in yeah. Page versus um, But they're not there yet, and that kind of holds. That's, 21 is is lower than I would like for him to be, but it's, I think, where you for me right now. Yeah. I wish I could say I'd have thought of him sooner, but um, I'm also not going to go with him just yet. Uh, I don't know. Well, all right. All you marks out there that aren't um, 
aren't on staff for Raw and Order that listen to our show that have heard us, obviously. And and uh, I have yet to be tweeted at about it that I know of. That doesn't mean I haven't been tweeted at, and I just haven't not seen it because I don't really check my Twitter. Um, but everybody out there, everybody out there should know that there's one particular wrestler who we feel like the fans behave like they're Vince McMahon because of. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, Daniel Bryan, you're getting the one ounce of respect you're probably going to get out of this show. Um, dude, you are a top 30 wrestler. Solidly. Um, really, I just dug you for the same reason I used to dog Roman. Because somebody's shoving you down my throat. And I don't like it. But you are solidly a top 30 wrestler. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, he's another one of those that is tough for me. And and he's tough, I think, partially because of booking. Kind of the same thing that we've been saying with Adam Page, really. He's he's definitely a top 30 wrestler, maybe even skill-wise a top 15. Um, Daniel Bryan or Adam Daniel Page? Bryan. Daniel Bryan. But but just the way he's been used, you know, it, it it's hard for me to put him... It's hard for me to really even arguably put him at 22. Um, but it's a... This is close to where he should be. Um, I am going to point out that I don't have Shinsuke on my list yet. And so, uh, and I cannot in good faith put Daniel Bryan above. So, Shinsuke. Yeah. For me, Shinsuke here. Okay. Um, oh, now the real question is how do I figure out a way for both of us to put Adam Page higher than in, in the 20s? Because I really wholeheartedly agree with the Adam Page. But again, it, it was booking that put him where he is. Um, I guess I say Adam Page. Um, the, I think this is where I uh, hit a wrestler that you put a lot higher. And maybe this is the compromise here might be where we can compromise to get Adam Page a little higher. Uh, this is where I put Darby. Nope, nope. Um, no, the compromise to put, move Adam Page up is moving MJF down. <laughs> well, maybe can, a bit. I can admit when I did something wrong at number three. <laughs> my my point is if because you had Darby at number eight, um, moving him down to maybe I don't know number thirteen ish, uh, might create the shakeup that we would need to move Adam Page up a bit. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out in segment two. We're moving on to number 24 right now, though. I think now's a good time to put... Have I already said Nick all this? I don't think I have yet. I think you already said him. I said him, but you had not. I think this is a good spot for Nick all this. I liked Magnus mm-hmm. when he was on Impact. Yeah, and that's the... I mean, the the toughest thing, and and frankly, I had him at 13, um, and that's probably high. I, I, I just couldn't feel comfortable putting a two-year-long reign as champion much lower but yeah. it is also two year long reign as champion in a company that we don't get to watch very easily no. so i in the long run he'll probably be low, uh for me in the end so so that's fine um for me god it's so tough there's so many people that i want to put on the now we're running out of room but i yeah. think we've got this i think we've got the solid ones on there already uh for me this is where i think it's a good spot for a wrestler who not only has had phenomenal character work as well as phenomenal in-ring work. The problem and what I think holds him back, like we mentioned with a lot of these, is booking. This is where I put KO. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's a side. In fact, I hate to, I hate to 
control uh, control C, control V, uh, but I, I'm pretty sure that you're right. I he's another one of those that I I would love to be higher. His work is so good. It's just how they booked him that holds him back. He's barely in any feuds. The ones that he's in are short term, usually just there to put someone over in the end. Uh, and it's so sad, but that's where I put him. Yeah. So you're going with him at 25 too? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, whatever next is, yeah, 25. Yep. So for me at 25, I think this is where I put Daniel Bryan. Okay. 26. So I, I am deliberating between two very good. One was a heel, is no longer as much. Um, and one is a heel, has played great heel work. Over and over on this show, you have heard us talk about how it would be reasonable to have him at least play a transitional role at a championship. Um, I think this is a, a good time to mention Baron Corbin is not a crap wrestler, fans. Members of the jury, Baron Corbin is a very exceptional wrestler. He plays great heel work. He plays such good heel work that you don't like him because he's such an annoying heel. Baron Corbin. Okay. Um, I don't know if I put him on my list. Uh, however, I will point out uh, that, um, like I said, I put up the top 31 uh, North American wrestlers from PWI on here, and uh-huh. he missed the list by one. Yeah. He was 32 on their list. So um, I don't know if I put him on my top 30, but it's he's he's up there. He's... I mean, there's a reason they gave him two of the best finishers in the world. Right? Yeah. The end of days is a great finish. And um, the, oh, I'm totally blanking on the name of it, the other one. The um, Wasteland. Uh, the, not Wasteland. Deep Six. Deep Six. There you go. It was, it was right there in my brain that I couldn't think of. It's just a phenomenal looking finisher. And he's got them both. No one else is doing the Deep Six. No. Uh, um, for me... This is where I think you'll hear us for the next four or five uh, picks saying this a lot, but God, it really should be higher, but um, really should be higher, but Walter. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. And I probably will vote vote him higher in the closeout, but Walter's only been in the U.S. for about six weeks wrestling. Yeah. So, so um I'm I'm not gonna put him higher. Um, so this is number twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Twenty-seven is always a lucky entrant in the Royal Rumble, and so this is a spot that I really wanted to reserve, um, and I wanted to reserve it for somebody who is outside the norm, who's so outside the norm that every podcast I've listened to since WrestleMania has had at least one mention of this person, including ours two days ago. So I'm going to do it knowing full well that he's probably not a top 30 wrestler. Gosh dang it. He was entertaining at WrestleMania. RJ city. <laughs> Love me some RJ city. Um, yeah, he, he, he deserves a shout out. I, yeah, I don't think he lands in the top 30 at the end. In the end. No, but um, th- there is something to be said for that level of entertainment. Yeah. He's, he's a hoot and a half. Um, so tough for me because, you know, like I said, I just did Walter and it's hard for me to all, not also follow it up with Champa. Gosh, dang. 
I've been neglecting NXT to show to hide how much of a mark I am. <laughs> um, but if we're gonna do this, let's just do this the right way. And I'm gonna do a guy that was called up. God dang it, no. They ruined him by having him in the stupid bad bunny storyline. This will be my last outside NXT pick. Um, this is mad respect to a man who climbed a ladder with 20 other dudes on his back, it seemed like. Um, he's a stud. Vince McMahon jacks off to him. It's Brian Cage. Yeah, I've been debating on whether Brian Cage ends up on it for me. Um, Listen, man, I've been trying to avoid my, my product line. I get where you're trying to avoid the one you love. Yeah. Like, you don't want to come across as too much of a... And at the end of the day, I don't want to punish WWE's very talented roster for mm-hmm. very bad writing. Yes. Um, For me, I'm, I might be able to get Cage in at 30, but don't think I have him at 28. Um, just trying to think. You know, I'll go ahead. I'll put him here, too. And this is a good spot for him. And he is, uh, like you said, he's kind of like the prototype of what Vince McMahon and, and wrestler wrestling bookers in general look like for in a wrestler, you know, big athletic jacked dudes, you know, he's held back by his mic skills a bit. Uh, there's a person that I want to put on the list at 30 that I'd have a hard time arguing deserves to be on it above Brian cage, but at the same point. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go ahead and do Brian cage at 28 as well. Whether he ends up there in the end, 29, 29, um, I feel about this particular wrestler like I feel about Daniel Bryan, only he's Mr. Something. I don't love Johnny Gargano as a heel. I love Jargani, Johnny Gargano as a overcomer, wimpy little face, but I'm going to give it to Johnny Gargano. Yeah, Gargano is a tough one for me, too. I love Gargano as a face, uh, like you said. As as the underdog face character, he I think we even did a whole podcast one time where I talked about him as the most natural face in the game. Yeah, he, he's just so so good at it. And the fact that they've had him as he for most of this last year um, holds him back for me. I don't know if he makes my top thirty because of I that. loved I loved seeing the the one thing I will give him those dinner segments with Candice LeRae were hilarious, but that's just a segment. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I think his heel segments overall is what hold him back from making my top 30 right now. If he had been faced this last year, um, he probably would have top 15 for me. Now, that said, Dick Face, had you not taken Tommaso Ciampa, he would have been there. I'm sorry, did, Officer Sparks. Did I call you something else? I feel o- like I only did. by my real name. <laughs> that's Mister Face. That's, that's Richard Face. <laughs> that just sets me off on one of my rants. I don't know. I don't know why anyone, anyone in the world named Richard in this day and age would choose to go by Dick. I <laughs> don't get it. Like you know, you go into that knowing. You cannot choose to go by dick and then later complain that people call me a dick. You went into that with your eyes open, my friend. Um, yeah. Especially when you can't, when it's more socially acceptable to go by Richard or Rich. Yeah, there's so many other ones. You could go by Rick, Richard, Ricky, Richie, you know, Richard. Heck, you could go by Chard if you want. Or you can go by Penis. <laughs> Yeah, my real name is Richard, but I go by penis. (laughs) 
Um, for me, number 29, um, I'm going to put someone who probably won't make our top 30 in the end. Um, but it's worth pointing out this guy right now. Uh, we might be, I think I even talked about it on a podcast episode a month or two ago. We might be witnessing peak Randy Orton. <sighs> and I don't know if he makes the top, the final top 30, but it, he at least deserves a shout out that his character work right now has been so good. Only been drawn down by this most recent feud with The Fiend. Sadly, that was one thing I was going to point out is that The Fiend has yet to be mentioned. Um, and I'm not going to put him on mine. Not because Bray Wyatt is an exceptional, because Bray Wyatt is exceptional. Uh, this is solely solely allowing Vince to just annihilate storylines left and freaking right. Um, yeah, they had lightning in a bottle with the fiend and they opened the top and let it out. They were just like, Oh, there goes the lightning. Yeah. Right out, right out the hell in a cell. It's, it can't even be contained inside of a cell. Yeah. We're going to, that lightning lost hell in a cell due to a no contest. <sighs> okay. So, fine. Final pick, my deliberation, my deliberation came down to the cruiserweight title. Um, the current cruiserweight champion I've already mentioned, but I have not put him on my list. Um, I do think in ring, um, a top ten wrestler. Um, but when your gimmick, your story that you're really known for is, I'm a Japanese Marty McFly. Um, you got some character work to do. So Kushida, unfortunately, is not going to be my top cruiserweight person. Um, We've deliberated on this a little bit. I do agree with you that NXT was the best thing to happen to the Cruiserweight title. I think the second best thing to happen to the Cruiserweight title was having it go on a no-name and having people rant, why in the fuck are we putting it on on Fen Del Fantasma, um, Ijo Del Fantasma, or whatever his, his first name was, and then we find out that his exceptional heel work and I'm going to go with Santos Escobar, who managed to keep the Cruiserweight title relevant on NXT after Drake Maverick made it relevant on NXT. So um, I, I totally see the argument for Santos Escobar, and he might make it on the final 30. Uh, he doesn't make it on my list here, uh, but again, there's there's going this to be... Is just a plug at the Fiend? Is that where no, you're going to end this with? I'm not going to put the Fiend on. Um, his... his the last six months of The Fiend have been able to take all the goodwill to The Fiend and, and piss it down your leg. And, you know. and the Alexa storyline was great. It's it's the payoff on every fucking feud he has. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, for me, this is the person that I, I kind of decided halfway through this list that this guy was going to be my number 30, even though I know full well that I don't think he ends up making the final 30. Um... Not because he's not a good wrestler, not because he doesn't do some decent uh, work, but because he's an up-and-comer who um, probably doesn't make the top 30 yet, but will in the not-too-distant. Uh, this is where Sammy Guevara goes. Yeah, I, like I can't said, argue with that. Like I said, I again, it's kind of a cruiserweight spot for me as well. Um, is he going to be in the top 30 in our final consensus list? Probably, but... I, I couldn't justify putting him above Brian Cade. I couldn't justify putting him above someone like Randy Orton, you know, in the grand scheme. The hard Randy part, Orton, 
Might not Randy know. Orton. So Randy Orton is the is the career guy who maybe even wins the home you know breaks the record for most home runs in a career type to use a baseball reference, but never ever ever is in the top five of home runs in a season. You know what I'm saying? Like I Randy Orton's in my opinion a top top 150 all time. But then you have to take their whole careers into account. And if we're taking whole careers into account, there's a lot of guys on this list that, that wouldn't be in that top 150 all-time. Um, Darby, as an example, because he's not there yet. Um, and so the hard part for me on Randy Orton is that I don't think I'd ever, I would have ever in his career had him in the top 10. Maybe a couple times. Yeah. But um, I also think that he's easily a top 150 and maybe a top 100 of all time. Because he is a consistent good hand. Yeah, that's right, Orton. After you're done RKOing me out of nowhere the next time you come through Nebraska, will you sign my shirt? Sign my cast. <laughs> sign my neck brace. <laughs> so that's 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 my real feelings on Randy Orton. I, I, I think Randy Orton's a big reason that CM Punk was able to be successful. I think he's a huge reason John Cena was able to be successful. I think he extended um, Triple H's career. I think he was a piece to Batista. Um, Daniel Bryan, you know, I think there's a lot of guys who are a lot better because of him. That's why I say I I couldn't not put him on my list because, he, again, I he think we're seeing... the greatest supporting cast member of all time. And I, I think we're seeing peak Randy Orton. His, his ring work is as good as it's ever been. His mic work is as good as it's ever been. His character work... Uh, has oh, never his been. I I can do it because I'm Randy Orton. Yeah, it, it, there's last year in the feud with yeah. with Drew was fantastic. Yeah, I mean basically in the end, there's almost no one on the WWE roster that you want to punch in the face as much as Randy Orton all the time, all the time. Yeah, you know, like sadly, I think Paul Heyman would have been as close as you would have gotten to that. And right now, you're just like, God, please, Roman, don't punch him in the face. Like he looks genuinely scared of Roman all the time. He didn't look genuinely scared of Brock all the time. And right now it's like, eh, if Roman loses, I'm going to get murdered all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's how good Randy Orton is that we're comparing him to Heyman in terms of punchability. But I, I, again, I just don't think he's, I don't, I don't think he's ever been, I don't think he's ever been a top 10 wrestler in an in individual year. That doesn't mean he's a bad wrestler, <laughs> because I also think Macho Man, um, he's in the he's in the cloth with Macho Man. Now Macho Man would have been a top ten wrestler in in individual years, but he's been best supporting cast for years and years and years, and that's what Macho Man did. Yeah. Okay. Now time for us to try to put together our final consensus top thirty. Okay. Um. So number we both one. we both agree to make it. Yes. Omega number one, consensus, no argument. Number two, you had Drew McIntyre, I had Moxley. Interestingly enough, we both, we switched on for number four. four. Yep. So, um... I, I would actually be willing to call that a two-way tie and have two and three be the same. Okay. If yeah. you're willing to do that. A tie for second, two and two, or three and three, depending on how you rate the list. Do you think that's a fair statement? Yeah. So, I, I can tell you it would be fire watching the two fight out. It would be. It would be. I'll I'll do that. So number two and number three, I just put as Drew slash Mox. Okay. Um, moving to number four. 
Um, for both of us, number three, we differed. I had Ballard. You had MJF at number three. What was our fives? Uh, we both agreed for Carry and Cross at five. I, I would I I would concede Balor here. Balor, okay. I would probably see Karrion Cross then Balor, but uh, it's splitting hairs. Like oh. it would be really easy to do a two way tie again, but I'm I'm not gonna do that. I think I think the number two spot's important enough to do a tie. I don't think the number four spot is. <laughs> so I would I would concede Balor. For me, I think the thing that I think puts Finn Balor above Karrion Cross is. Karrion Cross has really only been in NXT for not even quite a year, um, I think. And while he did have an impact towards the end, he also then had the injury and he was gone for a bit. Yeah. Finn Balor basically existed the entire last year and kind of helped hold that place together. It's it's for me, it's Karrion Cross beating Keith Lee, beating Finn Balor, um, being so good that you said to me. When I said, hey, why? I think it's ridiculous. Maybe these guys haven't watched wrestling before, but when a guy says, anybody who wants to challenge me, step on up, somebody's supposed to step up. And you said, yeah, well, maybe they don't want to get their neck snapped. <laughs> <laughs> and it was legit. And I went, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one thing to step up to Finn Balor, who will beat you. It's another thing to step up to Karrion Cross, who will doomsday Saito you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if not for the injury, um, Karrion Cross is, is probably edges out Balor. And I think because Balor filled his, his spot very admirably. Um, and I think this also leads to leads us to a Balor-Valter uh, matchup here pretty quick. I think Balor Walter was supposed to happen, and then Corona did. I think that's a good move. I think that I also think he's the right guy to take the title off of Walter. Okay, for number six, you had Keith Lee. I had Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Um, you also had Adam Cole number seven. I had Keith Lee number nine. And we have MJF floating. And you still have MJF floating. I'm gonna say Keith Lee is more talented in the ring, a um, little less. That's tough to say. That was really difficult to say. Um, I'm I, again a year ago. I probably try and push Adam Cole to the first into the number one spot. I'll I'll concede Cole, baby. Okay, so we'll put num number six, Adam Cole. Um, I didn't have uh, Keith Lee until number nine, but I will concede him up to number seven. I think that's a, I think that's a, yeah, yeah. I mean, Vince quit fucking people up, man. (laughs) Yeah, the the tough thing, the way, reason it's so hard with Keith, he's been so massively bad, as much as, as talented as he is, as great as he is, it's hard to, to put him up there higher on the list, because, like, we haven't seen him wrestle in a match in three months. Um, through for multiple reasons, including COVID, including injury, including all this stuff, but mostly just misuse. Like, he should have been that guy who came up and been the monster just running through. I mean, remember his Survivor Series, you know? I mean, do we really need to say more than that? I don't know. So moving on to number eight. Number eight's where you had Darby Allen. I had Ray Phoenix. And, and the only floater still is... MJF. The only one that we haven't used yet is MJF. Now, keep in mind, I put MJF at 16, and you had him at 3. So, 
the midpoint there would be somewhere around that 10 rate. What's our nines? Um, our nines, uh, nine's going to be an open rate because you had Valor, I had Keith. So both of those people are now. So right now from seven, eight, I'm sorry, eight, nine, and 10, we agreed on Roman. Uh, no, Roman's a little bit farther down. Ten, we agreed um, on you. Uh, 11, we agreed on Lashley. 10, we disagreed. Um, 10 was one of those places where you chose someone that didn't end up making my list. So we're going to have fun with that. Who is your 10 and who is my 10? My 10 is Cody, and Cody made both of our lists at some point. Your 10 was Moose. Huh. And as much as I like Moose, he didn't end up making top 30. Uh, so figuring out I where to I would give you Cody at 7 or at 8. I would actually, I, I think I think he has a stronger argument than MJF and Darby Allen because he sold us MJF and Darby Allen. I would agree I would, that. I mean, literally neither I, I, of them. I, would I really think him. Cody is is probably the eight wrestler here. Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, like you said, we would not have either MJF or Darby Allen for Cody. I mean, we don't have Darby Allen without a, a time limit draw. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. So Cody at number eight, number nine right now we have uh blank because we've used both of them. Like I said, we still have MJF as a floater. And we have Lashley. Um Lashley, we both agreed at number uh we could choose to move him up, but we did both agree at number I have a floater in Jericho. I'm willing to put Jericho low. Um I think Lashley's the right move here. What do you think? Um, it's, I mean, is there somebody you make a stronger argument for? I want Jericho and MJF like side by side with Darby slightly ahead of them. <laughs> like that's where I'm at with that. Um, it's tough to make an argument for anyone currently uh, above Lashley. So we'll put Lashley here. Nine. Okay, I'm okay yeah, with that. Lashley number nine. So and then uh, I think the the three that we just mentioned come just before Roman Reigns at thirteen. And then that actually closes out our top 13 without having any floaters, except for Moose, because you're a hater. Okay, so you think Darby followed by MJF, then Jericho? So long as you put Darby ahead of both of those two, you can choose their order. I think I think MJF made himself uh, with Cody before Jericho made MJF. That's my thought. I think MJF was going to be there regardless of Jericho's existence. True. But, AEW doesn't exist without Jericho. Exactly. It I'll does, go, but it doesn't, you know? I'll go ahead and put Jericho at 12 and MJF at 11. Dar Darby <laughs> Bro, makes the biggest move. By a 50 year old. Uh, number 13 was one where we kind of split. Uh, I had Nick Aldis and you had Roman. Uh, you then had Kyle O'Reilly at 14 and I had Roman at 14. So it makes sense for us to move Roman to 13 here uh, as a whole. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay, so now at number 14, you had Kyle O'Reilly. Like I said, I had Nick Aldis. You didn't put Aldis on until 24. Um, There's got to be a consensus that's closer. Um, I, I can't well, push Aldis that high. Yeah. The, uh, the other consensus um, is we both agreed on Rollins at 15. Boy, so, I don't think that's a bad move, putting him up to 14. Um, versus all this and Kyle O'Reilly. <laughs> I mean, well, especially since, uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly is another one of those people who didn't end up making my top 30, not because he didn't deserve to be there, just because there's only 30 spots. Um, and again, there, there are some people that either of us put on a list that might not make the top 30. Right. So, yeah. so we'll, we'll go and put Seth Rollins at number 14 
at number 15, we still have Kyle O'Reilly as a floater. Um, we still have Nick Aldis as a floater for me. But we had consensus picked Rollins there. Yeah. Um, number 16 uh, is also blank because uh, we you had Cody and I had MJF. And since we moved them both up. Yep. So number 17, you had Scorpio Sky and I had Pac. Ooh, I really like Pac moving up over O'Reilly and all this. I, I had mentioned earlier, I, I wanted to put Pack, and I just was like, ah. I'm fine with moving Pack up. But the facts are the facts, and Pack's a bastard who's going to ruin our list. So at number 16, again, uh, Nick Aldis and Kyle O'Reilly are still floaters. Um, this was the one where we had Cody and MJF. Number 17, you had Scorpio Sky. Number 18, we agreed on AJ Style. I'm trying to justify putting Nick Aldis in at this juncture. And I'm struggling to do it. I don't know. What's your thoughts at this juncture? Um, oh, I just I just realized there was one that I had missed uh, at number 12. I don't know how I went over this. Number 12, we both did Ring of Honor. I had Roosh and you had Skrull. Uh, somehow or another, I, I glossed over them. Can we just put ROH as <laughs> number 16? And, and here's the deal. I love... I love Roosh. I'm just not as familiar with his stuff. And I really enjoyed Marty Scrolls in ring work. I just have a tough time putting him on, on the final list. So they might be people who don't end up making the final list. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never seen Roosh and, um, and I understand your concern with Skrull. So at this point, do we move AJ Styles up from 18 to 16? Probably. Now, I'm going to point out he was number eight on the PWI. So moving him up would still be appropriate. Yeah, I think it's not only appropriate, I think it's the right move. Okay. So I'm going to pause here. We've done our top 16. I'm going to read out the PWI uh, for North American wrestling. Number one, John Moxley. We had him tied for second or third. Number two, Adam Cole Bay Bay. We had him uh, in the end at number six. Number three, Chris Jericho, um, which we ended up putting him number 13. Uh, number four, Drew McIntyre, which we had tied for number two. Uh, number five, uh, Cody Rhodes, which we ended up having at number eight. Number six, Seth Rollins, which we ended up having uh, down at 14. Number seven, Kofi Kingston, which did not make our list. Yeah, or Biggie. Or Biggie. As it's tough. Again, top 30 is really tough. Um, Number eight, AJ Styles, who we just put at number 16. Number nine, Keith Lee, who we had at number seven. Number 10, a person who did not appear on our list for reasons that'll be obvious when I say the name Brock Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mostly because he hasn't been around for the better part of a year. Yeah. Um, yes, indeed. Number 11, we had MJF, Kenny Omega. Now, this makes sense to me for PWI. I think we even mentioned it when we put Omega 1. In December, Omega might not have been number one for us. He was in the middle of kind of a lackluster feud um, or just getting to a better feud. You know, he'd been kind of in, in nowhere land. So I get it. Uh, number 12, he had Roman Reigns. That's where we've ended up with Jericho. Number 13, he had Nick Aldis. That's where we ended up with Roman Reigns. Number 14, he had Bray Wyatt. And again... Bray Wyatt in the last four months has fallen off considerably. Uh, and again, victim of story. I mean, here's the problem with with I. We defend these guys that are victims of story writing, but when you write the best lines in the game and you can't convince your boss to not fuck it up, 
after having kicked ass at it for two and a half years, you fuck something up. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. At number 15, that's where he had Roosh, who is so far not on our list and might not end up making the list. Um, And then at number 16, where we just put AJ Styles, he had Braun Strowman, who did not make our list. Yeah, and won't make our list. So, number 17. uh, Again, we are not going to have Roosh or Skrull. The only floater that we have is Kyle O'Reilly. No, I thought we had another one. All Uh, this is still floating. Yeah, oh, you're right. All this is still floating. Um, you had Scorpio Sky at 17. I did not have him on my list. Not because he doesn't deserve to be somewhere. It's just I couldn't fit him in. What have you done for me lately? So, um... I, I think it's reasonable knowing that so many brands think that Nick Aldis is that great. I just... Nobody wanted him after the Magnus gimmick. That's where I, I have trouble over committing. And, and again, is it that hard to be the best thing on a brand that nobody watches? True. I mean, I'll point out that it's uh, knowledge that he has been recruited by, again, WWE again and AEW. And he's chose to stay with NWA because he wants that to be his focus, wants to rebuild that brand. So there's at least some honor in that. So I think I think we're saying Aldis here. Yeah, I'm not sold on it, but yes. Does that make sense? I feel like it made sense. Uh, Number 18, we both had AJ Styles. We've already used him. We still have Kyle O'Reilly floating for you. Um, Number 19, you had Shinsuke, and I had Andrade. So um, if we're moving anyone up, it could be one of those. We also, coming up here, had Cesaro at uh, number 20 for me and 21 for you. Um, so this could be a place where Cesaro makes us a, a jump. Guy, I, I feel like we'd be foolish not to include, uh, because of the, what have you done for me lately? That keeps, that keeps the fiend off and keeps some of these other people off. I, we just watched a really, really good match, um, between Adam Colbebe and Kyle O'Reilly. I think this is, you didn't have him on your list though. So. I, mean, I think um, this is a moment where you can say, I, I just really want to veto him off the list altogether. No, I, I, again, he didn't end up on my list, but partially because there's there's a couple people that are on my list that aren't on your list. And I think, yeah. I think that's Well, what... I think we both have people that are that we know we're going to throw away. Like, yeah. we know RJ City's not going to be on the final list. Yeah. But he deserves an, a, a, a mention. Exactly. And so um, I would be fine with putting Kyler Riley. Okay. Uh, because like I, you said, he, like I said, I think right now he's better than Shinsuke. That's tough to say out loud. I I have always been a, Kyle O'Reilly has a selling technique that like it's so unique. When he sells a move, it's it's like no other person on the market, and it's phenomenal. He's got this kind of drunk wobble that he does. Yeah. But the two matches with Finn Balor, and then this most recent one with uh, Adam Cole, Bebe. It's hard to not put him up there on the list, so I'll put him there. Um, at number 19, you had Shinsuke. I had Andrade. Uh, again, at 20, uh, you had Pac, who's already been on the list. And I had Cesaro. You had Cesaro at 21, and I had Adam Page at 21. God, I know I left Adam Page off, but once he was on, I was like, oh, I'll just leave him over here in this corner. Yeah. You I, ended up putting him at 23, so. 
Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I truly believe Adam Page is probably the next best friend. I, I think he's better than Shinsuke and, and Cesaro and Pac. That's why I, I put him, I said uh, he was at number 21 with a bullet. Um, the only thing that holds him back is kind of the same thing we said with Keith Lee, storyline. Um, and not even that. It's, it's They've been playing the long game storyline with Adam Page. Yeah. And right now he's in the middle of the low part of that long story. But it's obvious that he's going to be the one that eventually goes against Omega. Um, and and if I were a betting man, I would say he's the first person to kick out of the one with Angel. Um, if anyone on the AEW roster does, current roster does, it's going to be him. That's yeah. that's the storyline that I see. We'll put Adam Page at number 19. Uh, number 20, again... You still have Shinsuke and Scorpio Sky uh, hanging out, uh, floating. I don't believe I have. I have Andrade. Um, I, I, if I was going to make an argument, I'd say it's for Shinsuke here. Okay. Um, it, I can see it. I had Shinsuke at twenty-two. So, so putting him at twenty is moving him one down for you and two up for me. That's a good spot. Uh, I struggle with your Andrade call. Not that he isn't great. I just really struggle with your Andrade call. No, I I get it. The thing is, I think it's hard for me to see what WWE did with Andrade on the main roster after having watched his matches with Gargano. Sure, sure. And and so I I put him on my list based on pure talent. Um, When Zelina Vega got let go, they didn't know what to do with Andrade anymore, and he just fell off. And so... I get it, um, but I couldn't not put him on my list. Um, I, I think at 21, uh, we both had a consensus with Cesaro in that 20 to 21 range. So I, I would argue that this is where we put Cesaro. Yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree. Okay. And and truthfully, truthfully, 20 and 21 can flip-flop. I mean, Shinsuke on the right day, Cesaro on the right day. Cesaro over the last month and a half... Mm-hmm. Has been the high point Shinsuke um, for a month and a half before that. I mean, they have really flip flopped left and right uh, very frequently in in their tag work together in um, in their feud with Seth Rollins. They've both taken turns, you know. So I don't think there's a lot that can be done wrong with either of those two um, if you just give them a window. Yeah, I, I think the thing with both of them is mic work. Um, yeah. Not character work, mic work. Specifically mic work. So, yes, um, because both of them are great at character work. Cesaro, after he impacted his teeth, Shinsuke with the no speak English thing. Um, I know it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse there, but that was such a good character. And they used it one week and then stopped using it. And I'm like, oh my God, use that every week for a year. Have him do his interview, have him actually answer questions, have him get to an uncomfortable spot and go, no, speak English. What? You just were. <laughs> like, I really think they could have held on to that for a very long time. Very long time. So now, at number 22, you had Daniel Bryan. I had Shinsuke, of course. Shinsuke's off the off the table now. Um, I didn't have Daniel Bryan until 25. Um, but, but we still have Andrade. We still have Andrade, Scorpio Sky. Hanging out there, um, Marty Skrull and Bushuli kind of agree is not gonna. Oh, and Moose, Moose is still hanging out there. Moose, 
Boy, I think I think I'm a year early on Scorpio Sky. I'm gonna say he probably doesn't make it. Um, I also think we missed one with Roosh and Moose there. I right now I think Moose is carrying impact. Kenny Omega is carrying impact. Kenny Omega is actually carrying two organizations right now. Moose is the second player in the impact play. Yeah. Uh, and Roosh is obviously carrying ROH. Um, there is something to be said for both of those guys over Daniel Bryan. Um, I would say Roosh to concede, but I've conceded a lot on Moose. I still think Moose is, is was carrying impact along with Sammy Callahan, who didn't make our list because he irritates the fuck out of me, um, not because he's not great at what he does. That um, that's kind of kind of for me what it comes down to. I, I kind of like you were saying with Scorpio Sky. I just think we're about. Four or five months early on on the moose being on the top thirty. You think um, so? <laughs> I I think I think he uh, he had a great run and all that stuff, but I think I think the best is yet to come with him. I think he's just going to keep getting better. So that's why he didn't make my list. Um, and but again, I'll give you Roosh. I'll give you Roosh here over Daniel Bryan. Okay, we'll go ahead and put Roosh here. I mean, he's long running Ring of Honor champion. He kind of deserves to be on a list. Um, so no, like, I've, I've now conceded all this and Roosh and you're about to shit all over Moose still. Uh, I, I might be, but that's okay. Cause I, we're coming up on, on the area in my list where I've got some people that didn't make your list at all. Um, so at number 23, uh, that's where you had Adam page and I had Darby Allen who have both made the list already. Um, number Daniel 24 move here. Yeah. You had Daniel Bryan at 22. I had Daniel Bryan at 25. So this would be a good spot for him. I am also going to point out that um, uh, you had Kevin Owens at 25, and I had Kevin Owens at 24. Um, so this would be a good spot for us to do Kevin Daniel Owens Bryan, for... then Kevin Owens. Or right vice after. versa. Yeah. Or vice versa. Um, I, I could totally see Daniel Bryan um overall story you know character work and storyline wise maybe beating out kevin owens i think i think it's a lifetime achievement that he beats out kevin owens i will say that kevin owens i think is probably the better one right now um i think kevin owens is more capable of putting other people over for god's sakes he put uh he put uh, uh yeah douchebag uh uh youtube guy that his yeah. brother jake just did something yeah the paul kid um yeah. So uh, 25 is where you you had Kevin Owens and I had Daniel Bryan. So putting Kevin Owens at 24 and Daniel Bryan at 23, I think is a good. Is the right move. Yeah. I think we both had Daniel Bryan above Kevin Owens. Um, Sheerly lifetime achievement there. Sheerly lifetime achievement. Um, Now's where we get into some of the interesting ones. Because aside from Scorpio Sky uh, and Marty Skrull hanging out for you. um, And Moose. And Moose, right. Um, you, your final ones, uh, coming up here, 25, you had Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, RJ city, Brian cage, Gargano, Santos, my final six here, Daniel Bryan, who's already been taken Walter Champa, Brian cage, Randy Orton, Sammy Guevara. So this well, is the only where we're going to have census. There's Brian cage, but I think champ is above Brian cage. Yeah. I had champ one above Brian cage 27. We both had him at Brian cage. Yeah. Uh, I think Brian Cage makes this list. I think he makes it lower than where we both had him. So at twenty-five, Champa. Champa. Yeah. If you if you agree, I'm fine with that. 
I will point out that he was 24 on the PWI. PWI. So. Um, 26, you had Baron Corbin, I had Walter, you still have Moose hanging out, and Scorpio Sky. I Like I said, I think Scorpio Sky is too soon. I don't think Moose is too soon. Um, I... <laughs> I cannot, in good conscience, put Moose behind any any other remaining wrestlers, um, besides maybe Brian Cage. But I just don't think Brian Cage carries his brand like Moose carries his brand. I will give you Moose, knowing full well that at least one of my final wrestlers is not going to make the final. <laughs> well, I've already conceded Scorpio Sky is probably 33, so and Marty Skrull's a douchebag, so... I still have Ray Phoenix. Ooh. Forgot about it. Yeah, Ray Phoenix, probably 26. Probably 25. I'd, I'd, I'd let him be above me. I will take that. And then Moose at 26. Moose at uh, 25 was Tommaso Ciampa, so Phoenix at 26 and Moose at 27. Okay. Uh, so we're Ooh, hey, look three. at that battle royal position. Yep. Uh, <laughs> in 28, we had the consensus of Brian Cage. Uh, you also had Gargano and Santos Escobar. I had Orton and Sammy Guevara. Um, and we still have Walter hanging out that made it on my list and didn't make it on your list. We still have Walter and we still have, uh, Scorpio Sky, no. uh, Marty Skrull, um, uh, Baron Corbin for you. Baron Corbin. That was the other one. Um, Brian Cage at 28. I don't know if Moose is where Moose is without Brian Cage. So their feuds, their feuds, though, not watched as much as they should have been, made us realize that both of them were badasses. Okay, number 29. You had Gargano, I had Randy Orton. I don't know if either of them actually end up making the 30. No, I don't either. Um, I have difficulty not ending Baron Corbin at this juncture. Serious difficulty. He is so fucking hateable. I do... I will concede uh, Baron Corbin to 30 if Walter's 29. God dang. It's the time frame, man. It's it's so tough, but I just if it was if it was in the on on earth ever. I just I yeah. I just have a hard time saying Baron Corbin's name above Walter. It's Yeah, it's, and I and I agree because the only reason NXT UK is worth watching now that Tony Storm's gone. Well, okay. Kylie Ray. Kaylee Ray, sorry, Kaylee Ray. Um Kaylee Ray and Walter are the only real reason. Kaylee Ray and Imperium as a whole, are the reasons to watch NXT UK. Imperium doesn't exist without Walter. I'll give you Walter over Baron Corbin. Suck Baron it, Corbin. Suck it, Gargano. <laughs> and like I said, I put Sammy Guevara at my number 30, knowing full well he probably wouldn't make the final one. But he's, he's number 30 with a bullet. Up. Well, and, and the ones we kicked off that I had early that were, these guys need to be mentioned... Um, they're in the in the thirty range, thirty to thirty to forty range. You know, Scorpius guy's there, um, or Orton's there. I would have no problems with Orton at thirty-one. I just don't know that that people will tune. I will tune in for Walter. I will. I'll tune in for Baron Corbin in a good feud, um, well-written feud. I'll tune in for Walter just because of Walter. Um, my, my only issue with Walter being on this list is that he's only been wrestling in North America for about six weeks and that makes it tough. That makes it, I mean, he's only had one official match, two official matches. Sorry. Um, I think Santos Escobar is very easy to put in the 30 range. Mm -hmm. I think, I think we had 42 total names and, and my, my concession for douchebaggery 
but Smarty Squirrel last in all those. Yeah. So there we have it. Our definitive but not definitive list of the top 30 male wrestlers in North America. Omega number one, Drew and Moxley tied for number two, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, Adam Cole <laughs> Bebe, Keith Lee, Cody Rhodes, Bobby Lashley, Darby Allen, MJF, followed by Jericho, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Pac, AJ Styles, Nick Aldis, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Page, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, Roosh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Tommaso Ciampa, Ray Phoenix, Moose, Brian Cage, Walter, and Baron Corbin at... Thank God J- JLB wasn't here. Yeah. We'd have to have Sami Zayn at third. Yeah. He's like, uh, it's all Canadians in the top five. <laughs> so, my first pick is Jericho. My second pick is Sami Zayn. <laughs> nope, nope. Nope, Kevin Owens. Nope, Sami Zayn. Nope. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Zayn. Uh, uh, Jericho. Uh, Omega is number five. Um, <laughs> and then um, it's going to be uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Um, RJ City's fourth. RJ City. RJ City. He's not Canadian, but God, I just really think he's great. Three days ago, you were telling us you couldn't remember who he was and trying to figure out why you knew his name. <laughs> so who did we leave out? That's the question for you guys. Or where did we fuck up? I'm sure you guys have an opinion. So make sure to tweet at Raw and Order WBU or at DA Vincent K Fabe. Either way, let yeah. us know where we fucked up. Or at JLB420. Real Tell Talk him. Radio is the brand. Real Talk Radio 8. Blah, blah, blah. Don't forget that I have my big brother reviews. Yeah, because people care about that show. Um, and stuff. Um, so there's our list. Make sure to tweet at us. Um, I do want to mention, I mentioned this on the uh, WBU, but I'm going to mention it again. Our host has been doing some fuck-ups recently, and uh, our entire episodes have not been airing properly. So I actually uh, went back through and audited and found a few more uh, from a couple, like a month or so ago that it did it as well. So I apologize for it. I don't know how I missed it, uh, but I think they should be all fixed now. Uh, but we're working on a solution to um, make sure that doesn't happen. So I apologize for that. If you were one of the people listening to one of the episodes and, and it did this, the symptom was it just repeated the first segment twice. Um, go back and re-listen to those episodes. Force your podcast platform to re-download them. It should download them the, the proper way now. Um, and hopefully that does not happen again. Uh, but we're working on what we can do to prevent it in the long run. Um, normally this is where we would play a game of Ring of Honor, AEW, or Impact, where we predict where, uh, wrestlers should go outside of WWE, but considering 10 wrestlers lost their jobs this week at WWE, and we already talked about that on the WBU, um, it would be kind of redundant to do it again. So we are not going to play that. Not to mention it's a little insensitive right now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We've already... We've already given our feelings on the people who have been let go, and we don't want to give WWE any more ideas. So on that note, we will start to wrap things up for this episode here. Uh, we already kind of talked about where you can follow us, but you can follow me on any of the social media at Raw and Order WBU. Um, you can follow DA Fabe at... 
DA Vincent K. Fabe on Twitter. Yep. Um, you can follow JLB at the places we mentioned for, but he didn't make it here, so he didn't get to plug himself. Make sure to follow our podcast or subscribe or whatever it is on any of the podcast platforms so that you get notified as soon as we upload new episodes. Uh, you can also uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash rawandorderwbu, or you can buy merch at shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. The links will be in the doobly-doos for all of what we just talked about here, so you can click that to to go see our merch and all of that stuff. Ahead, go on from there, but on that note, we will wrap things up, close the book on the Fantasy Book Institute. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. It goes on and on and still washing those hands, cleaning my face and stuff.